What's up, everybody? Welcome to For the Record. Uh, welcome back to For the Record, um, episode number 72. I'm going to make this intro relatively quick uh, just because I know we've been off for a little while longer than usual. I've been running around. I shot a music festival uh, this uh, past weekend, and it was it was awesome. It was just super insane, and I didn't get a lot of sleep. Um, I covered several shows this past week, uh, w- coverage of which will be up on shamelesspromo.net. Uh, we got photos and a review coming from Circus Survive, who performed on Letting Go in its entirety at the Warfield in San Francisco. And then the next uh, the next night, I covered Every Time I Die, which was a fucking crazy show at Slim's in San Francisco as well. Um, the band were touring in support of Low Teens, their newest record out on Epitaph Records. Uh, photos and reviews will all be coming up once again at shamelesspromo.net. This episode is sponsored by Audible.com, your premier source for all your audiobook needs. To sign up and get a free 30-day trial and free audiobook credit, visit www.audibletrial.com slash shamelesspromo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shamelesspromo. And I do have to say, it's pretty awesome. I uh, You do get a free credit when you do it, as I said before. I just downloaded uh, Born a Crime, the Trevor Noah autobiography. Um, it's... I... It, it, it's super awesome. I, I cannot, um, I, I cannot stress enough. It, it's, it's so different hearing the people that are involved behind the book, or even if it's not, um, uh, an, an author reading their book and it's just someone else. It, it, it it's a little bit of a different experience hearing someone read it to you. Um, I, I love reading books physically and having it in my hand, but it's just, it, it's, it's a little bit of a different experience and I don't know. It's, um, if you want to give it give it a try, I highly recommend it. All right, this episode is with uh, Nick McDaniel's of the uh, band Big Something, who um, are putting out their fourth studio record, Tumbleweed, out today. Um, super trippy band to listen to, in in the best way possible. They're um, they're a bit of a larger um, band lineup than usual, and the the album itself is only like eight songs, but it's they're it, it's on the border of like a jam band and reggae and rock and indie and there's just there there's this massive amount of um this is just massive number of influences in the middle of it there's so much to digest um when you're listening to the record um it requires several listens i had to listen to it several times and i still haven't picked up on everything that's in it um but they uh we chatted about the making of the record um just and just kind of their experience of being a band and and channeling all of that information into something like prog bands like this and prog rock are really trippy to me um just because and i keep using that word i don't know why there's just there's there's so much information to the point where I'm looking like, how do you remember all of that information when you're playing a song? Whereas I, cause I came from a more punk and uh, pop rock background and things like that, where it's just a few chords and a melody and things like that. So it's, but, it, but it's always so much fun to listen to it uh, and just hear what people can come up with. So once again, here we go. Episode number 72 with Nick McDaniels, lead vocalist of big something. Enjoy.
Promotions out in the Bay Area. How are you doing today? Hey, man. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to speak with you. Um, I'm excited to talk to you about um, the the record, and all, I've got a lot of questions for you guys, so I'm, I'm stoked to talk with you. Awesome, man. Yeah, likewise. Absolutely. How's your day going so far? Um, so far, so great. Awesome. Um, you guys are... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, you guys are out in um, Burlington, North Carolina. Am I correct on that? Yeah, that's kind of where we call our home base. A um, couple of the guys live in Greensboro. A couple of us live in like Raleigh, Chapel Hill, and then everybody else is in between in like Burlington, Newmont. Awesome. Um, but that like tri- that central triad area of North Carolina. Nice. Um, so I guess the first thing I have to ask you, uh, just I mean, after giving Tumbleweed a listen, is the the band has an incredibly ambitious sound, and I I'm just totally curious. How are you guys able to when you're writing or even when you're just performing? How are you guys able to pull all of your influences together and make it sound so just seamlessly constructed and? well put together because you'll you, I mean you'll go to one song and it has elements of reggae and then you go to another and it's got country western and it's just it's 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 crazy how much it blends together and, and how it does it so well wow thank you man that's awesome that you think that of um, course you know we one thing we've been kind of talking about here lately is that we're not really uh, trying to sound like any particular band or or genre in general. Um, you know, there's six of us in the band and we all love different types of music and, and we like kind of listening to music together. And um, it kind of, our writing process varies by song. Certain songs, you know, will come from different people in the band and, and then we'll kind of put it together in practice and, and it'll grow over months and months. Usually what ends up happening is, is the songs kind of take shape um, after we've, you know, jammed on it for a little while and, and tried it out live a couple times and, and we'll edit it and make changes. Um, we also have a, a lyricist uh, named Paul Intradonato, who's a good friend of mine that I've known since we were kids. Um, he's not in the band, but um, he plays kind of a big role in, in thinking of the concepts and the um, lyrical ideas um, and artwork and stuff and the images and characters. Uh, so there's a lot behind it but at the end of the day we're not really like we're just trying to write good songs and have fun together and, and play good music and, and not really like trying too hard to sound like anything in particular kind of just what ends up coming out for sure um well so that's that's interesting and um what you were saying about how you have um someone who writes lyrics with you so are you just are you solely a vocalist or do you guys collaborate when you're writing the songs out oh we, we collaborate for sure um he um, and I will like brainstorm, and a lot of times the concepts will come from his brain, and then the structure and the editing and the the lines get put together in my brain. So um, we we balance and, and work really well together with each other. That's fantastic. Uh, I mean, that's awesome to hear. And I mean, I think it's well. I think it's also really cool that you guys have 
you'll have little lyrical sections and then it'll be very instrumental where all of you guys kind of get a chance to shine and you'll hear somewhat yeah. it's it's almost very reminiscent of like in a weird way um it, it's almost very reminiscent of jazz to me where someone will go in and they'll take over a certain part of the song and then someone else will come in and jump in with it and it's just it i don't know it's it's like a a new hybrid of uh of like a big band <laughs> That's awesome that you think that. Yeah, I mean, um, Josh, our keyboard player and trumpet player, uh, you know, played in jazz band. And Casey is, you know, big time into jazz. And there's definitely some of that, you know, kind of working in the... Uh, Absolutely. Um, so this... Know, the, yeah. Um, so this is going to be your your guys' fourth studio album. And in in what respect would you guys say, if, if you reflect on it and you think about it, that you guys have grown as musicians because I mean there's always I mean having done four albums there's always some form of looking when you're looking back at where you guys started of going oh wow we've really either improved or we've grown as songwriters or I guess where where would you say you guys have um, grown if that makes sense um well each year we end up playing a lot more together both in terms of like playing shows and then um, practicing, you know, when we first got started, we were trying to balance school and jobs and, you know, we didn't play too, too many gigs. And, and then next year we started playing a little bit more and then the next year a little bit more. And I think each show, um, you know, that long gradual process of all those shows and all the time, it's just kind of natural that, that everybody would progress on their instruments individually, but also that we progress as a unit, you know, kind of being able to communicate um, with the language of music together, you know, we, we kind of have a feel for where we're all going to go, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't always line up, but we're getting pretty good at, at figuring each other out, um, and, uh, you know, as, as far as songwriting goes, you know, you know, it's just like getting better at an instrument, the, the more you do it, you know, the the more improvement you're gonna see. So I mean, I feel like these songs on this new album are some of the best ones we've, we've definitely put out there. So, um, you know, it's just kind of an experience thing. Definitely. Um, well, given that these songs are, I mean, go, kind of going off of what you said with where they're um, some of the best songs you guys have ever written, you guys are confident with the music. I mean, given that these songs that like we we're talking about kind of fuse genres and um and they really kind of just take on their own kind of thing were there any tracks where you guys maybe felt stuck when you were writing them given that they're longer songs and there's a different kind of structure to them than just a typical three and a half minute pop or rock song i mean and if there was any moment where you felt stuck how did you guys come for lack of a better word unstuck sure um i wouldn't look at it as getting stuck but i would say that the more intricate and complex songs kind of uh, take shape over a longer span of time. And, and some songs will come together really quickly. They'll come together, you know, the lyrics and the music will kind of come together, you know, in the moment. And then other songs will have kind of like one part and a rough frame or structure. And then we'll, we'll play it in practice and we'll say, oh, it needs another part. It's not quite there yet. And then we'll put it away for a couple of weeks and then we'll come back to it the next practice. And, and it'll kind of grow over time like that. Awesome. Uh, I mean, well, that's, I mean, it kind of, 
I mean, your process for how you just kind of explain that, I mean, that that seems really, given the length of the songs, is kind of the only way to make sense. It's, it's kind of like looking at a puzzle, if you think, just from my standpoint of looking at it, just because it's like if you're looking at the whole thing and you're like, crap, this is too much, your brain is going to take a moment to when you step away from it and it's going to subconsciously work on everything that you're trying to figure out with it. Yeah, totally. That's a cool way to put it. Yeah. Um, so you guys recorded Tumbleweed with uh, John Custer, who uh, has worked with uh, bands like Corrosion of Conformity, DAG, Cry of Love. Um, how did you know John was the right fit for this particular record? And um, what was he able to do that helped you, that helped, I guess, bring out the best in your guys' abilities as musicians? I think he does that with everyone he works with. Um, he's just an incredibly knowledgeable producer. Um, you know, he's kind of a rock star in his own way. Um, he's got one of the craziest ears um, for sonic landscape that I've ever, you know, heard. And, and it's, it's always kind of a learning experience getting to record with him. Um, you know, when we first started working with him, we had heard him record a couple other bands and, and heard that he might be looking for a new project. Um, so we sent him a demo and he was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, and then from there on, we just never wanted to stop working with him. So every every CD since our first one, you know, he's been the guy. Um, and in a way, he's kind of like a big part of our sound, too, just because of that. About how long did it take for, I mean, and given that you guys had had a history and been working with him since album one, um, how long did it take for Tumbleweed to come together and as opposed to other records you guys have been working on? Since you had already, you were familiar with the producer, you had been playing together more, You and you, I mean, you were four albums deep. So uh, I, I guess how long did it take for everything to come together? Well, um, this album was interesting. It was actually the, shortest amount of time we've ever recorded an album uh in so like we this was the first time we actually set up and and recorded at a really nice legitimate studio you know the uh album before this was recorded in a storage unit uh made in like a makeshift studio that was in a storage unit um the two albums before that were recorded in like a private residence um so it was really cool getting to go into a studio but because of that you know we tried to like um, make the most of our time that we had there. So we, we basically blocked out a week where we lived at the studio and, and recorded literally everything in, in seven days or five days. Um, and then the following week, we, we mixed the entire thing. So, so the album was pretty much finished within a couple of weeks. But wow. Leading up, to the al- leading up to the album, you know, most of these songs that have been put on it are songs that we had been playing live for at least a couple of years. So, you know, we had been kind of crafting and forming the songs um, for a couple of years leading up to the album. And then we knew we had a good group of songs ready. Um, we like, we got to get these recorded. So that's uh, just kind of... Yeah, I mean, kudos... Yeah, I mean, kudos to getting it done in, in only a week. I mean, that's I mean that's insane. And then getting the mastering done in one week alone, That's that's a a huge, like, feat in and of it itself. Was, they were really long days. It was like eight <laughs> 12-hour days in the studio, but Jesus. it was awesome. It was, it, I would I would prefer to do it like that from now on. I mean, it, it's it's a great way to do it um, just because you get a really good, you know, um, capture of the band 
in its element at that one particular point in time. It's not like really dragged out over, you know, a few months. Yeah. Did you, I mean, would you say you guys had, I mean, it's kind of that adrenaline. Did you guys, so you guys were definitely firing on all cylinders at that point when you're in, you're like, okay, we got to do this, go. (laughs) Absolutely. And we did it right in the middle of, you know, we're kind of always on tour, quote unquote, but we did it right in the middle of, you know, a a bunch of shows. So we were, you know, we're, you know, nice and tight as a unit and, and, um, the songs had all been really tested on the road and we knew exactly what we wanted from them. So I don't think we would have been able to record it in that short amount of time had we just written the songs or tried to write anything in the studio. You know, we went into the studio knowing exactly what parts were supposed to be where and, you know, who was doing what. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like you, it's like you guys have had a longer pre-production period than most than most artists would at that point you've had a with a couple right of years and then to that, after, yeah. after that you know uh custer would you know kind of give us his input in the studio which was really cool because the songs kind of all slightly changed in a way he would say oh let's add this layer here or this part here or let's change this little thing with the beat or this little vocal melody or let's add a harmony so you know it's always kind of cool leaving room for for that stuff too definitely um uh you mentioned something a little bit earlier uh when you were talking about the your the lyric collaborator um you guys were talking about uh different ideas for stories and characters is there a story that is like that there's an an a, a full-on story arc throughout the album or is it just uh, characters and stories throughout individual songs i i'm always fascinated by i guess the the theatrical and storytelling concept of stuff i'd love to hear more about that um, I would say that this album kind of has a theme, but not really like a, a concrete story that flows throughout it, but there's definitely some themes that kind of um, play throughout the album, um, kind of like a end of the world, uh, apocalyptic, like desert wasteland, aliens and zombies, and um, you know, there's a song on this album that was actually also on our first album called In the Middle, and it's about the middle of nowhere, so we felt that that kind of played well into the, the desert, end-of-the-world theme. Um, and it also kind of brings us full circle from where we started, uh, which was our first album was called Stories from the Middle of Nowhere. And that album actually is a concept album with a story um, about a pimp named Pinky and, uh, you know, a heist that he's involved with. He's kind of like a Robin Hood-type character. Um but a lot of our songs are character based. They're kind of like fictional. Um, you know, Paul's got a crazy imagination, so he thinks of some really cool stuff. And, and even though they are fictional, we still try to make them kind of relatable to, you know, the human experience and yeah. everyday life and stuff like that. Yeah. Are you guys at all like I just because I, you said we're saying zombies and the like post apocalyptic world and were you guys at all sci fi or comic book fans growing up or anything? I, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. We, we're there's some big sci fi fans in the band, <laughs> some big comic book fans in the band. Um, Paul is you know super into um, all kinds of you know fictional cool sci fi and stuff like that. Nice. Um, are you a are you a comic reader? Myself, no, I'm not personally a comic reader. Um, but our bass player Doug is huge into comics, and I, I would probably think our keyboardist Josh is as well. Nice. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm 
big into like movies and um you know just cool stories in general sweet that's awesome well i i think that's i'll have to give the record another listen and like listen to even more of the layers in in terms of the story so that that gets me really excited i am i i too am a huge fan of uh just, I mean, just a good story, and adding the sci-fi element only makes it more awesome. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, um, and then the artwork itself, um, I don't know if you've seen a physical copy of the CD. Oh, or yeah, I did. Artwork, but yeah, it looks awesome. try to play the, um, all the elements of the songs and, and kind of tell a story with the artwork too yeah the artwork looks awesome i don't i don't know why i didn't write that down on my in my notebook but yeah it's i mean it, looking at it now i can see the i mean it it encompasses literally every element you just brought up the the desert the apocalypse i see the aliens and the ufo that's over the pyramid um like all this crazy stuff that's awesome um oh, i'm gonna have to go back and listen to it again um cool well, we'll wrap this up and we'll bring this to a close. Um, but so these are the last two questions I use to close out um, every interview that we kind of do. And it's there. I just give this premise because they're a little bit broader questions. Um, but the first one okay. is, um, what do you hope fans take away from Tumbleweed after listening to the record? Hmm. Um, you know, I just hope it gives them an escape for, you know, 60 minutes that, that they enjoy listening to it, that it kind of takes them to another place. Um, you know, we, it's funny how much time and effort and money gets put into recording just this little, you know, 60 minute thing. Um, but, uh, you know, I just hope everybody can, uh, feel the energy that went into it and, and appreciate it for what it's worth. Awesome. And last question, super broad, um, but what does music mean to you? In general? Yeah, in general. Hmm. Um, you know, for a lot of us, it's, it's our way of life. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, you know, for us, the best way we can spend our time, you know. Um, I like to think of it as like the perfect blend of the past, present, and future. Um, you know, it's it's a language, and um, it teaches you how to work with people and communicate and you know, you can learn a lot from it. So I think it's an important part of, you know, being human. I think everyone is inherently musical, um, whether they know it or not. But, you know. Awesome. Uh, that was a perfect way to close this out. And uh, uh, lastly, where can people find you guys online and where can they go to uh, pick up the record? Um, we are doing, I guess you could uh, pretty much figure out everything you need to know about us just by going to our website, which is uh, bigsomething.com. Um, and then, of course, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff. But um, our website's pretty all-encompassing. It's just bigsomething.com. Perfect. All right. Well, I'll be sure to include the links in this when we get it posted. But, um, man, it was such a pleasure to speak to you, and I'm excited for everyone to hear the record when it comes out. Thank you, man. Likewise. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having us. No worries. Uh, take care, man.
This episode of the For the Record podcast was brought to you by Audible.com, your premier online source for all your audiobook needs. To get sign up and get a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook, visit audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shameless promo.